Welcome to Self-Care Hacks, the short podcast for overwhelmed and stressed out women who want to learn how to take better care of themselves. I'm your host, Anita Ojeda. I used to suffer from overwhelm and stress too, but I've learned how to take care of myself and take care of others. You can too. I hate my sister, a student told me after class one day. Oh, why? She didn't do anything. Hmm, so you hate your sister because she didn't do anything. I wondered where this conversation might end up. It seemed pretty cut and dried to me. Sibling rivalry. One sister hating another. She continued her story. One night when we were sleeping on the couch, she didn't do anything when my cousin raped me. I felt wholly inadequate as I listened to her story unfold. Both girls had worn headphones and listened to music as they fell asleep. The cousin raped one sister while the other slept, seemingly oblivious and doing nothing to stop the abuse. I walked her to the school counselor, a licensed clinical counselor, not the kind that arranges schedules and college visits. As I walked away, I felt numb by the inhumanity and horrific situation. I felt angry with the sister, too. But what I didn't know then, I know now. Contrary to my college psychology class, humans have more responses to danger than fright and flight. They also freeze. Humans can freeze, unable to make their limbs move as their minds try to process data. The sister may have frozen in shock, not knowing what to do. Would the attacker come after her next? Did he carry a knife or a gun? Had he threatened her beforehand? Maybe he had previously raped her, and no one had believed her when she disclosed the event. One fact I knew for certain, both girls faced an uphill battle to recover from what had happened to them. Years later, I learned about the ACE score. ACE, A-C-E, stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences. The screening quiz, I'll leave a link in the show notes, asks five yes or no questions about your life before age 18. It also includes five yes or no questions about your home environment. Anyone who scores four or more may face a plethora of challenges that seem unrelated. For example, if your ACE score is four or more, you are 390% more likely to get chronic pulmonary lung disease, or COPD. Your likelihood of developing hepatitis increases by 240%. The chances you'll struggle with depression increase 460%. And you are 1,220% more likely to suffer from depression. Studies have linked a high ACE score to higher incidences of heart disease, stroke, cancer, and diabetes. The original study, sponsored by Kaiser Permanente and the CDC back in the mid-1990s, studied 17,000 adults who answered the ACE questionnaire. Researchers then correlated the participants' scores with their health records. Since that time, researchers have discovered that factors such as bullying, community violence, death of a parent or guardian, discrimination, or separation from a caregiver to foster care or migration may also lead to a toxic stress response. The more stress we experience during childhood and youth, the more likely our bodies will internalize what happens to us and cause system-wide toxicity. Bessel van der Kolk, MD, published The Body Keeps the Score, Brain, Mind, and Body in the Healing of Trauma. Van der Kolk, a psychiatrist and founder of the Trauma Center in Brookline, Massachusetts, 
also teaches at the Boston University School of Medicine and directs the National Complex Trauma Treatment Network. I had heard about some of his theories during trauma-informed teacher trainings. When my therapist suggested I read it, I dove in. Studying with Vietnam veterans back in the 70s, Vander Kolk has embarked on a quest to discover how to help his patients thrive despite the traumas they have experienced. His research led him to discover the connection between trauma and physical ailments. His work explains the phenomenon of selective muteness, something I read about years ago in Tori Hayden's Ghost Girl, the story of a child in desperate peril and the teacher who saved her. I'll leave a link in the show notes to that book. People who suffer from trauma and one in eight Americans score four or more on the ACE test feel unsafe in their bodies, according to Vanderkolk, and people who don't feel safe in their bodies can't self-regulate. Instead, they rely on external regulation from medicine, drugs like alcohol, constant reassurance, or compulsive compliance with the wishes of others. Many traumatized people have no way to explain how they feel, known as alexithymia. Without the language to identify what they feel in their bodies, people with alexithymia can't recognize their needs. According to Vanderkolk, they have trouble taking care of themselves, whether it involves eating the right amount at the right time or getting the sleep they need. Traumatized people lack the skills necessary to cope with life. Even worse, they often make poor choices and continue the cycles of violence and trauma with their offspring. According to Robert Anda, one of the collaborators for the ACE study, the overall costs of childhood trauma exceeded those of cancer or heart disease and that eradicating child abuse in America would reduce the overall rate of depression by more than half, alcoholism by two-thirds, and suicide, IV drug use, and domestic violence by three-quarters. In addition, workplace performance would increase and we wouldn't need to put so many people in jail. Imagine the changes in society one simple campaign could initiate. In the 1970s, psychologist David Olds started a program for children from poverty-stricken and violent neighborhoods. The children received not only quality child care, but home visits by skilled nurses who helped the parents learn to nurture and provide stimulating environments for their children. The nurses also helped the mothers imagine better futures for themselves. Twenty years later, the children of the home visit parents were not only healthier, but also less likely to report having been abused or neglected to a similar group whose mothers had not been visited. When economists did a cost analysis of the outcome, they discovered that every dollar invested in high-quality home visitation, daycare, and preschool programs resulted in $7 of savings on welfare payments, health care costs, substance abuse treatment, and incarceration. There are more traumatized kids than veterans with PTSD, and the cost for helping them is exponential because hurt people hurt other people. So what can we do? First, treat others with tenderness. We don't know everyone's ACE score, but we do know one in eight people in the United States scores high enough to have some lasting effect. Second, if we work with children, we need to be especially sensitive to signs of abuse or neglect. That obstreperous brat who bullies everyone might get beaten each night at home. Kids need emotionally healthy adults to be part of their community and help them find healing. A third thing we can do is to encourage people who we suspect might have a high ACE score to seek therapy and healing. We can destigmatize mental health issues and help people realize that so many of us are hurt and broken and we really do need help. 
In his book, Vanderkolk suggests three important steps to finding a therapist. First, a good trauma therapist will have experienced the different kinds of therapy he or she uses with clients. So, go ahead and ask that question. Second, the therapist should understand there is no treatment of choice for trauma. Not all patients respond equally to EMDR, or eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, or CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. Third, do you feel comfortable with a therapist? If you don't feel safe with them, you won't confront your fears and anxieties. Fourth, does the therapist seem curious about you and not just how to treat some generic PTSD patient? If you have been the victim of childhood trauma, take the ACE test to find out. Know there are many paths to healing. Some you may feel more comfortable with than others. Some methods work better for some types of trauma than others. I'll outline the methods van der Kolk has found to be the most effective during his career. One of the most researched methods is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, or EMDR. Don't confuse this with hypnotherapy. It's not the same at all. Van der Kolk has also discovered the importance of adding some sort of physical training to a healing regimen. Physical training such as yoga, tai chi, pilates, karate, or judo helps us learn to feel our bodies again something trauma patients often feel disconnected from. Treatments that help patients develop self-leadership, such as IFS, or internal family systems, therapy, is very helpful as well, according to van der Kolk. Similar to IFS therapy is a therapy designed to create structures of past experiences and let the people who hurt you hear your voice about how they hurt you. If you read his book, you can find out more about this type of treatment. For some trauma victims, neurofeedback works the best, especially for those who experienced trauma early in their childhood. Through a simple patient-computer interface, neurofeedback allows our brains to stop firing from fear, shame, and rage, the outcomes of trauma. Finally, van der Kolk has successfully used theater and dance to help patients who have suffered from trauma during childhood. If you suffer from a host of health problems, I urge you to explore your past, especially your early childhood. It's possible your body is keeping the score to trauma you experienced, and there is a way through it. Don't forget the takeaways from the book. 1. Know your ACE score. 2. Treat others with kindness. You don't know their ACE score. 3. Find a good trauma therapist. 4. Be open to a variety of therapy methods. Come back next week when I dive into that pesky Bible verse that urges us to be angry and sin not. Take care of yourselves, my friends. You are worth it. You can find me at selfcarehacks.net or check out the show notes for links to my social media accounts. If you enjoyed this podcast, take the time to tell a friend. Together we can build each other up and teach each other how to take better care of ourselves. I'll see you here next Tuesday with more self-care hacks to help you overcome the overwhelm.